Hello everyone and welcome to another annual episode of us discussing Treehouse of Horror. We are up to Treehouse of Horror 4. You got me. Listen to Zing this, Zinger. Oh, that's my cue. Yeah. Uh, you got me uh, Iceberg that killed 1,500 lives on the Titanic and now they're spooky ghosts. Was that ever an actual name? Like for the it Simpsons? Oh, okay, good. Good. And joining us. <laughs> you got me, Phil Rude. Okay, he wins by by default. Um I I, I can't top that iceberg thing. I You know what? We'll, 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 was, we'll let, what, the, so there was a pause because I was actually Googling the um body the count of number people. of people who died. <laughs> and it was there, there, there is a different. There is a discrepancy between fifteen hundred and seventeen and fifteen hundred and three. So I was like, I'm just going to go with a fifteen hundred. But I, I love that sure you prioritize right. historical accuracy I in was your absolute say, joke <laughs> answer. <laughs> if, I was going to say I got to be accurate-ish in my joke answer. <laughs> if if we prioritize one thing on Zygnus, it's making sure that all of our statistics of of nautical disasters are completely accurate. So that's why you guys are the greatest maritime podcast of all time. Yes, really yes. Are. Speaking of maritime podcasts, the Meg Two is available on HBO. Oh I mean, my on Max. God. Um, oh, I have been <laughs> dreading, you, dreading it every time. It mocks me when I open the app. You, you, you walked yourself into that one, sir. But, 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 we will be talking about the Simpsons Treehouse of Horror four. Part of season five, episode four, actually episode four. Oh, wait, no, season five and the fourth episode. Oh, sorry. It's the fifth season and it is, I had it all pulled up and now I went away from it. Uh, The fifth episode of season five. So we'll be discussing that. Of course, this one is broken up into, as usual with the Treehouse of Horrors, the three-parters. But there's the whole art gallery wraparound, which was written by... Watch Conan O'Brien, which was his spooky name for that episode, which is where I got the listen to Zingness. So, overall, before we get into the discussing the episode, yay or nay on this episode for you gentlemen to start off with. I, I'll, I'll go with our guest, Eric, for this one. Phil is actually the co-host for this episode now. Oh, cool. Eric. Promotion. So... I don't know what's going on with uh, with my internet, but as you were saying that, I could not hear a thing you said. I heard it. Ar- Perfect. So, so you're going to have to repeat all of that again. I apologize. Our, <laughs> came our, back right. You're like, Eric, you go first. And I'm like, oh, I don't know what you just said. All right. So real quick to recap for those whose internet isn't going in and out. Thoughts on this episode? Yay? Nay? Where, where does it land in our treehouse of horrors thus far actually let's let's say thus far um i mean it's hilarious it's it's golden age of the simpsons there's many laughs to be had and many things that i quote all the time from this one but i gotta say kind of after looking at it i still think uh, of the four we've done so far i still think last year's was my favorite that we've done so far but this is this is still a very strong showing all right so Eric's going with last year being his his tour to I mean his tour de force for the Simpsons thus far. Phil, what about you? Where any do you rankings? Land? Be- I don't have any rankings because that would require me having a memory that functions in a in a human way. <laughs> um, but I I actually kind of rank this one uh, just off the top of my head uh, very high because I think all three of these segments are really strong. I feel like. Usually you get one that's maybe a little bit weaker, doesn't stand out as much. I think I think all three of these are really, really solid. There's not the funniest jokes in all of them, but just absolute consistent, solid jokes throughout the whole thing. So just to recap last year's real quick, if you know, for some reason you can't go back and listen and for me to just remind myself what last year's was. Trials Horror 3, of course, and that was Clown Without Pity, which is, of course, the Homer buys a crusty doll that's possessed for Bert, for Bert, for Bert, um, King Homer, of course, a play on 
um, King Kong, and then Dial Z, which it, Di- Dial Z for Zombie, which Bart um, basically brings everything back to life, and yeah. So that was last year's. For me, my opinion of this one, um, if it, it, there is one of these in my opinion that hits a home run. Like all these, all these episodes to make a baseball analogy. All these episodes definitely get on base, but one of these knocks it out of the park. So I will, I, I you know what, Eric or Phil, do you got to guess on which one I think knocks it out of the park for those who have unfortunately known me way too much? Uh, I got to go with the Twilight Zone one. You're going with Twilight Zone. Yeah. All right. Eric? Um. What was the first segment? How, how did I watch this a million times? And I watched the uh, what was the, the the Homer sells his soul for a donut. That's right. That's right. The, that I was gonna go with that. How did I forget that one? Because I think that's my favorite segment of the three. Um, I'm gonna go with that one. Uh, Phil. Um, congratulations, guest host. Uh, guest Phil back again. Um, downgraded now. Um, because <laughs> yes, it is the as we will begin. The Devil and Homer Simpson. So, this one, of course, starts with, you know, the wraparound intro with the Rod Sterling's Night Gallery um, homage with Bart trying to be all creepy and everything. And then Maggie, I mean, sorry, Marge bringing Maggie and telling him to basically watch her and everything. But we get into the Devil and Homer Simpson. Homer's, of course, daydreaming about donut modeling, and Lenny and Carl have eaten all the donuts, and then he claims he will sell his soul for a donut. And, of course, Ned Flanders shows up as the devil. So, I I thought this was a great one. Like, like this, this is one of my favorites just because of just the stupidity of it ending in a courtroom case, which... Calling back to another Matt Groening thing, Futurama, like 90% of those like episodes end in a courtroom case for like no reason. So I, I just love this. I also love the um the the jury of the damned as well. And of course Lionel Hutz being the attorney. Like for some reason this one just is my favorite. And also, like I said, it was a great way for me to segue into the first one of these segments. I don't know. What do you guys think on this one? Oh, this one's great. Uh, it's uh, it's a classic, I think, Treehouse of Horror episode. And um, for me, Lionel Hutz is the thing that really like puts it over the top. Because I think he's one of the all-time great recurring uh, Simpsons characters uh, for, for a time, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and whenever he showed up, it was just like, oh, yes, it's the worst lawyer in the world. <laughs> and, and just the idea of of him as the competent idiot going up against the devil uh, and negotiating just for bathroom breaks. <laughs> and nothing else is just just absolute gold. I, I like and that. I, I miss Phil Hartman so much. I like that, but I also like how his his other thing was he read the description of like what a like um what a, like contract is and everything like perfect like oh yeah yeah like like <laughs> read it unbreakable, <laughs> unbreakable. <laughs> i watched matlock in a bar last night and if you notice he's combing his hair with a, with, a, with a four um eric your thoughts on this episode i mean this this segment well, like I was saying, I think this is my favorite of the three. And, of course, I, strangely enough, I forgot. I was like, what was that first one? Um, I just I, – I love this episode. I love Homer with the donut head at the end. I love the – as, as Phil said, the Jerry the Damned always cracks me up. I love Marge getting all the chairs and Blackbeard's, yeah, this chair be high, says I. I say that all the time for no reason other than it lives rent-free in my head. Um uh, it's just it's it's hilarious. It's funny, and of course, as Phil was saying too. I mean, just anytime you get Lionel Hutz slash Phil Hartman on the scene, uh, it's great. And I think was it this one of the ones that was in the Simpsons 138th episode? You spectacular. are one hundred percent correct, sir. And they came, he came back afterwards, and it was like 
is like, I came back or I got the free pizza or something like that. And it's like, well, we won, Mr. Hutz. It's like, oh, well, the briefcase is empty here. Well, I don't remember exactly there's, what it was, but they had it. There's that deleted scene. There's another one of Homer being tortured as a um, bowling ball. And then oh, I think right. there's Bart trying to make deals with the devil. And he keeps on going, ah, never mind. Like, he's oh, like, I'd right. sell my soul for a race car. And then and devil appears. He's I like, love... Speaking of Homer being tortured, the scene with the donuts, because that's a callback to a um, like a 1930s Looney Tunes uh, cartoon mm-hmm. where there's like a little it's like a proto. It's not exactly Porky Pig, but it's like a proto Porky Pig where he eats all he like eats too much food and he dreams like he this mad scientist kidnaps him and makes him just like he like force feeds him all this food. So it's, it's like a direct, direct reference to that. But I love Homer's just more, more. <laughs> <laughs> it gets me every time. I don't get it. James Coca cracked in 15 minutes. <laughs> so so the other thing I want to do is I want to bring up the jury of the dam just because it's just I, I I like the fact there was time taken into this. The, like, like just the writing. Do does anyone off the top of their head because I mean I got it pulled up in front of me, but does anyone off the top of their head remember the full roster of the jury of the dam? Uh, Benedict Lizzie Arnold. Borden. Correct. Lizzie Borden. Arnold. Yeah. Correct. Uh and at the time, still alive, Richard Nixon. Correct. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, um, you have the Blackbeard. Yep. The 1976 uh, Philadelphia Flyers. Flyers. Correct. <laughs> the starting uh, lineup, but the, I'll, um, I'll give it to you. Right. <laughs> who was the – there's a gangster in there. Was it – There Al- is. Uh, John, Di- John Dillinger is in there. Dillinger, John Dillinger. Correct. You guys um, are missing one. Uh, Blackbeard, Benedict Arnold, Lizzie Borden. There, there's one missing. I don't think they even have a line in it. I think they just are there. Right. I know. I I was I was trying to actually pay attention. I was like, I could see this come up on the on the uh, on the record, and I could. And I I'm, there. You're right. There's one. Is it someone like really old? Was it like Genghis Khan or something like that? Um, before Genghis, it, it's presidential adjacent. If that makes any sense. John Wilkes Booth. There you go. That's yeah. right. So. Um, I, I love that combination. I love the whole, you know, R- Richard Nixon, but I'm not dead yet. I'm not dead. <laughs> I did you a favor. I just wrote an article in, in Red Book. <laughs> I did a favor for you. So I, I, I don't know, but just for some reason, him him summoning that and everything is great because there's the whole lead up to it where, like, of course, as Phil said, like, like, like getting the bathroom breaks and everything and then him... And then him being like, "Why get to choose the jury? All right, deal. Wait, silence." Wait. <laughs> <laughs> also, Ned Flanders being like the doing the voice. I mean, sorry, um, Harry Shear doing a more yeah, it's Harry Shear, right? Yeah, doing a more evil Ned Flanders. Just it's it, it seemed like he was having a lot of fun with it too, yeah. because it's it's just slightly changed to just be just more menacing and everything, and just be real lot quicker like i said I, I i love the setup i love all this stuff of just that of them appearing and everything and this was one that was heavily featured as pointed out in the 138th episode i mean episode spectacular for deleted and edited scenes and everything but of course they're able to homer's able to be free because he wrote a declaration to sell his soul to marge on their wedding night after he ate the entire cake. I was like the jury laughing at him. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's it, I, I I like that part too. But of course he gets backfired on him because the devil turns his head into a donut, which he keeps picking at and eating, and then the cops are outside waiting for. He has to come out sometime. <laughs> so next up though so I don't know. Thought any any final thoughts on the Devil and Homer Simpson, which of course apply on the Devil and Daniel Daniel Webster. Yeah. So I, I was saying that and then asking it at the same time. So my bad. <laughs> Classic sketch. Yeah, yeah, it's solid, man. It's it's one of the greats. I I definitely agree with that. It's like I said, out, out of these, I mean, all of them have their moments. This one though. And and you know what, Phil? I can see why you you think terror at five and a half feet would would be there because it, it has a lot of great moments. But this one just just the, the the jury of the damned and just Homer and Ned being the devil and everything. Even though Ned does feature in a lot of these episodes, it's tr- it, there are yeah. a lot of connections, like references. Maybe not direct, but like 
I feel like each of them had some sort of thing that would maybe not directly call back, but like some sort of thing. Like, of course, like with Ned Flanders, but we'll get we'll get to that. But I feel like, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. All right. Now, I do have a fun fact for the next one. In my research, there is a canon character that was introduced in Terror at Five and a Half Feet. Do either of you have a guess of which canon Simpsons character was introduced in this sketch? I know, I know, I know. Is it the German exchange student? It's Uder. It's Uder. Because I, I was wondering that when I was watching him. Like, that's just a weird thing. So I looked up, I'm like, yep, that's the introduction of Uder. So, congratulations to both of you for being correct on that. Of course, uh, Terror at Five and a Half Feet is a parody on the Twilight Zone Nightmare at 20,000 feet, which... Of course, had everyone's favorite captain, not John Luke Picard in it. So, unless you guys are Next Generation fans. <laughs> oh no, I'm a TOS guy. Alright, perfect. Oh, yeah. I, I, as a as a avid Star Wars fan, I don't care. Um, <laughs> so, so, the, so this one's great. Um, like I said, I, I like the first one a lot more, but this one's great. I, I love the Auto Auto is on point, and I also like how Skinner and Willie are forced to be on the bus too. The mule got stuck in the bus. I had to put seventeen bullets. <laughs> seventeen. Uh, another. I, I love Skinner on the on the bus. As <laughs> mother took my car keys because I talked to a woman on the phone. She was right to do it. <laughs> I I also like the um thing where where bart's freaking out and he's telling otto that there's a gremlin on the side of the bus cuts oh, to yeah. the um you can do but dude <laughs> cuts cuts to the amc gremlin driven by hans mole man who just gets I'm like yeah <laughs> uh what was it um uh, one more payment and it would have been mine or something he just said i, I think he just said i just made my last i, I just yeah <laughs> which i am not old enough to remember the gremlin and i'm not trying to put a certain individual on the spot here but does anyone else have memories of this vehicle or uh yeah uh, you can still spot them in the wild every here and there um but i don't think running i don't think running uh very rarely running they're right on point with um the amc pacer from wayne's world was a (laughs) uh was a a contemporary to that and my family drove an amc matador station wagon for a time Ooh, nice. uh turd brown um did it uh, come in other pretty, colors pretty, uh i'm I, i'm not sure honestly um Mud brown there was turd brown there but i do i do remember the amc though i think by the time i was a kid that amc as a company was defunct but you know the used cars were still around and I think the Gremlin was one of those, like the Pinto, that had a uh, had a, a possibility of catching fire spontaneously. Something about the gas right. tank placement uh, being a horrible design flaw. Um, so yeah, the the exploding Gremlin in this is funny if you are uh, if you're an old guy like me. So looking at so up, the- oh, sorry, go ahead, Eric. Oh, did, did you look up the years the Gremlin was available? Because I just did that, too. Oh, no. Oh, I, no I, I typed in AMC Gremlin, and then it auto-filled to Simpsons, so I clicked on it because I was like, interesting. <laughs> that car features a lot more in the show than probably any of us think. It is also, canonically, apparently, comic book guy's car. Oh, that tracks. Yeah. Anyways, go ahead, Eric, with, with your thing. I was just going to say, I was just looking it up because it was 1970 to 1978. It went through 83 in Mexico. Um, but it was through like the late seventies. So I was born in the mid eighties, but I do remember as a kid sting. I mean, cause at that point they would have still been like roughly a decade or less old. So uh, I do remember seeing these things drive around. I thought they were super cool when I was a kid. And then I was like, that oh, man, flat back. Like, yeah, yeah. Super cool. I think I D like, oh, Wallace drives D Wallace drives either a gremlin or a pacer in Cujo. Uh, that's the car they're trapped in. Um, I might be wrong on that, but uh, it is some weird car that only existed in the time when that movie was made. Right. 
I, I, I feel like they were just, everyone was trying to grab onto the DeLorean trend of, you know, being popular. And, oh, man, if you, if you look up AMC, it automatically gives you those defunct theaters. I mean, still existing theaters. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Another AMC that's slowly going under. But, um, yeah. For different reasons. For different reasons. <laughs> um. No, but the no, like I said, the, the second I typed in AMC Gremlin and an autofill to Simpsons, I'm like, oh, this is a thing. So I mean, yeah, it's probably it's probably the most references they've gotten has been from the Simpsons, yes. right? Um, but yeah, it's comic book guys um, vehicle in Hit and Run, which it's referred to apparently for legal reasons. It's called the Kremlin. So. <laughs> Well, they they afraid AMC still got a couple of lawyers hanging around. It's probably, Lionel Hutz. Yeah, I was about to say, probably mostly Lionel Hutz. He is the company, just their their, their lawyer. So oh, I'm sorry. It's a it's a Ford Pinto in Cujo. It's I knew it was an exploding car. I just wasn't sure which one. Yeah. So no, I I mean like I said, this one overall is great. I um also is anyone else wanting that shirt that um, Martin was wearing? Oh yeah, the wine computers. Oh, yeah. wine computers. Yeah, I would I, like. I, I like. It was funny because I was looking away from the computer for a second when when that like went off, and I was like, "Wait, what's the shirt?" And I, I was like, "Dude, I wear that in a heartbeat." Yeah, that's, so, yeah, that's amazing. So also, also mm-hmm, go ahead. I also love uh, when when Bart. This is another child simpsons child adjacent thing uh when he's trying to get millhouse to look at the gremlin and he's like uh he goes uh sorry bart that opens me up to wet willies wedgies and the dreaded rear admiral i don't know what it is about the the rear admiral that always cracks me up because i'm pretty sure it's not a thing oh no i looked it up oh is it is it actually a thing i mean i got one that's called the dreaded rear admiral but continue eric I'll, i'll describe it in a second Oh gosh, because I always thought it was just something, and I think it was maybe something they made up for the show. It was they made up the term first, and then the internet has had its field day. I'm I, I'm guessing, but I just always loved the dreaded rear admiral because <laughs> when this aired, like I knew what a wedgie was, and I knew what a wet willy was, but like I didn't know what a rear admiral was. And rear admiral, <laughs> it sounds terrible. Yes. All right. So the Urban Dictionary, because we're accurate on this show, the Urban Dictionary description is. The dreaded rear admiral. When someone makes an underhanded karate chop motion between an opponent's butt cheeks. <laughs> there are other definitions, but once I saw that one, I'm like, that's it. I, I don't need to look up a single. Added, hmm? The fact that the whole like definition is the dreaded rear admiral, I clear they clearly like got it from the simpsons but that makes it even better because th- when this aired in the night in the early 90s like that's absolutely the kind of thing like that just hits me as a very 90s thing like to to, to karate chop someone <laughs> it, it it sounds like one of those uh hazing rituals that fraternities use to yes. disguise that they're sexually assaulting freshmen it's <laughs> right. it's a, a really just terrible thing yeah as we continue to laugh about it, but um, <laughs> no, because like, like I said, I'm like I've I've got to look this up. Like I got to. It's 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 too oddly specific to not be looked up. And I guarantee you, Urban Dictionary will come through in the end. Hey, better your search history than mine. Sarah. I know. Go exactly. ahead and uh, look this up. All exactly. Day long. My 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 NSA agent <laughs> loves loves yes. me today. Um, I, I, actually, all my stuff's very like. Logically uh, done. It's AMC Simpsons. Gremlin, <laughs> rear admiral, Uder. Yeah, Uder. <laughs> but I also like how when Bart goes to get the flares, they're sticking them in Martin's shorts, and Bart puts the one back. Puts one back. <laughs> <laughs> like I love how everyone's panic. Like he's panicking about this thing, but he's still like, oh, I need to still be a bully, sort of. Also, another great thing, just Homer in this episode has one gag, and it just continues through the entire episode. <laughs> the air horn. The, 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 I, I went to go buy a ton of stuff in the marina. Some guy had a ton of free stuff on his boat. It's just the air horn. Hey, boy! <laughs> so, like I said, I definitely, um, I don't know, like I said, I feel like, um, the Homer, the, the Devil and Homer Simpsons is, like, my favorite out of this, but this one is close and 
Bart Simpson's Dracula is also really good too. Like I said, I, I think this one's a solid one. Um, with that being said, any final thoughts on Terror at Five and a Half Feet? I, uh, I, I'm, I'm right there with you that I think this, uh, this is one of the, the great Treehouse of Horror, uh, segments and it's, it's right there. That's what I'm saying. These three are all great, but I have a connection to this one and the next segment just because they're parodying, uh, kind of iconic things that, uh, I, I've kind of grown to have this big love for over my life. I've seen that William Shatner Twilight Zone episode more times than I can count. And like SNL has parodied it. I, I love <laughs> the parodies of it as well. I just think it's right. it's so fantastic. Yeah, I uh, well, I was saying the Devil and Homer Simpson is probably my personal favorite segment. I think this is the segment that has the densest amount of jokes in it. Like they, there is no wasted space. Every little bit plays towards the comedy and progressing the plot. Because we, because at this point, I mean, even then, it was the this this the Twilight episode was thirty plus years old. Yeah, so a lot of people knew it. And as a kid, like I, even though I loved the Twilight Zone as a kid, I think this was my first exposure to this particular one, not the actual episode, but like. So they they get they basically parried the story, which is basically there was a gremlin. Everyone thinks he's crazy. He wasn't, but the fact that they were able to so densely pack in um, so many jokes in, in like eight minutes or whatever the the time was allowed for for the segment, I think is a testament to. And I've brought this up anytime we talk about the Simpsons, but just how they can densely pack jokes that have references later on that kind of string themselves together. So fantastic segment for that. Oh, by the way, fun fact, um, the gremlin actually was played by somebody. Any guesses? The Frank Oh, Walker? no, Brian. Who, I, I was about to say, Phil, sorry. Um, okay. <laughs> occasional guest, Phil Rude, sorry. Um, not special anymore. Um, Frank Walker, of course, played. <laughs> oh, wow. Hey, I, I got it. I got it. Woohoo! I was about to say, if, if, it's, if it's any weird voice... I mean, it's any Frank weird Welker. animal, <laughs> animal voice. Probably Frank Welker or Megatron. So any weird voice, any weird animal or Megatron, probably Frank Welker. Which I was actually thinking about that the other day. I'm like, he's got to be old. A- oh, as yeah. I say that, yeah, look, oh, yeah, 77, huh? I That's pretty old. old. I know, but I thought older for some reason. Hmm. Weird. Um, it has been active years from 1967. Till present. Speaking speaking of of people you thought were older, uh, uh, I'm going to timestamp this. Burt Young just died, and they listed his age as 83. I thought he was 60 when the Rocky movie started coming out. <laughs> that guy has always looked so old to me wow. that I was shocked that he was only 83. Wait, isn't he the trainer guy? Or he's uh he's Rocky's brother-in-law. He's um. The, the short, bald yeah. guy, uh, pretty stocky, uh, great actor, honestly. He's in Chinatown. He's in a bunch of stuff. Uh, but that guy, I was just blown away. I'm like, he was only 83? That guy's been around forever and looked the same since 1975. Oh, who's another one that's like that? Oh, what's his name? Cowboy guy. Um, Big Lebowski. Oh, um, oh Sam Elliott. Yeah. 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 Sam, I, I'm I'm convinced Sam Elliott like was 20 in that. Like, like he 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 just has never aged. Like, Sam Elliott was, was a, probably 45 to 50 years old when Big Lebowski. Oh no, came. I'm saying like yeah. that that could have been him yeah. in his 20s because he's just always oh, yeah. been like yeah. second he turned 18, old man. I forgot Excellent. he was in that movie uh, Prancer, that really obscure like 1990 Christmas movie about the reindeer, and and I saw a trailer for it randomly. Where I was like, I forgot about this movie, and he's in it, and he looks as old then as he does now. I'm like, good <laughs> grief, that was 33 years ago. Like I said, it could be anything. Anyways, let's move on to Bart Simpson's Dracula. So we got a heavily inspired by Bram Stoker's Dracula, and of course the movie at the time um dracula and everything which i have not seen that in forever oh watch it it's it's aging like wine it really is is becoming better with time oh also sorry i forgot the the setup to this was the 
dogs playing poker and Homer freaking out about oh, yeah. it. <laughs> now I want to know what their story was that was going to go along with that. <laughs> so, um, nineteen ninety two Bram Stoker. Yeah, I, you know what? Is it available on anything? Sorry, um, I'm, I'm, I'm getting sidetracked real quick, and we're just going to ride this train out. Uh oh, Pluto TV has it for free. Great. Oh, there you go. Awesome. Once again, my search history is getting weirder by the second. Um, <laughs> so, I I I like the um because because the lead into this was them watching the news, wasn't it? Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was because because um because it goes to Wiggum and they're like um. We think it's a mummy. <laughs> they're burning all the stuff and he goes good we've ordered the egyptian wig of the springfield museum destroyed and he's also destroyed burning the Mona it. Lisa. <laughs> i just love i was thinking about it i was like i love that not only do they have this press conference but they immediately have televised footage <laughs> well it, the press conference has to be at there because he walks over and he says good he, he like says good job lou that's right <laughs> Then Lisa's freaking out, like saying how it's you know, obviously it's a vampire, and then it shows Burns just buying a That's blood bank, <laughs> and then of course, um, it cuts to them going to go visit Mister Burns in the dreaded country or place of yeah, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. <laughs> um, no, I, I I like this. The whole setup for it's great. Burns being the um the vampire and everything and Lisa trying to of course uncover what's going on. And also there's a three stooges reference in here, which once again, I think we all forget how old we are, how old this episode is. And then how old the references to the, in this episode are because like, I don't even think you could go up to anyone unless there's, unless there's three stooges on the TikToks, No one would get that reference. You don't think people would get a Three Stooges reference? I guarantee you, if you even go without to the having thing- seen a Three Stooges, uh, people know that the Three Stooges exist. Like I've never seen a Marx Brothers movie, but I know who the Marx Brothers are. I, I get a reference to the Marx Brothers. Um, so yeah, I feel like that's maybe I am just old, but I just feel like. Uh, that's a timeless thing. That's a thing that people are at least aware of the existence of, right? I, I think you got to pick the right kit, the, the right, the right youths of today. There we go. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I mean, I know. Growing up, I watched the Three Stooges. I love the Three Stooges. And I oh, me too. Like, but I know that there are probably. I don't know. Like, I feel like I could make. I would make a Three Stooges reference, and I would, as a kid, thinking back. I feel like if I made a Three Stooges reference and someone didn't know who they were, I would have thought they were the weird one, but I could be wrong. Perhaps it is me who is the weird one. <laughs> nobody, no, nobody confirmed it's that. It's the children who have changed. Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> well, I, I'm, maybe I am uh, skewing my results because I have uh, been a influence on my kids and they know a lot of... You know, I learned it from watching you kind of thing. My my <laughs> my, kids, my kids know a lot of references that probably a lot of kids don't. So see, maybe see, I see this PSA where they see your kids are sitting there going, nyah, nyah, nyah. <laughs> what, what are you doing? <laughs> I learned it from watching you. <laughs> also an old reference. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you or you know even the weirder disconnect from this is if for some reason do the fact of all the Simpsons references with um, the Three Stooges that they're like, oh, this is, it's a Simpsons thing. And it's like, oh, oh my, yeah. 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 I, I could see that being a thing to where it's like the, the, the disconnect of that. But like I said, I don't, I, how do we get all oh, that? Definitely, that definitely happens because we watched, um, me and Austin were watching The Shining a couple weeks ago. The Shining. And when he says, here's Johnny, um, uh, we talked about that line, and I said, "Well, that's a that's a referential line." He goes, "Yeah, I know it's famous." I go, "No, no." At the time, he was he was making a pop culture reference to the Johnny Carson, and he he had no idea that Johnny Carson was even a thing. So, <laughs> like to him, that was just here's Johnny is just the shining line. It wasn't a parody or a reference or anything. It was just a 
just a weird random line in this old horror movie. Hmm. Like that, that is a thing. It gets the, the original reference point gets lost and then it just becomes grafted onto something. Whoever's else. making the joke. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. I, 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 I mean, the, the, the Simpsons is a cultural touchstone of our time. And I think that's why it's fun to go back and watch this 30 year old episode, which uh, ages me instantly. Um, <laughs> I, I did forget to ask if anyone watched this originally when it aired. I'm sure Eric will tell us what he had for breakfast that day and what <laughs> what what was going on and you know that that he had played his first Mario or something. Pretty much. <laughs> I was waiting for it. So, um <laughs> but no, I like, like I said that the va- the vampire one's really good. It's just the more on the nose thing with a lot of stuff. Um I now it's been a while. Was there a reference to when Bart breaks into the to Lisa's room where it shows it like five different times? Is that a reference to something or is that just like weird? I I think it was just some sort of I don't know if it was him breaking in. I mean there there's a they're like I've seen movies and shows where they do that where they'll do like the same action like three times to like really like emphasize right the impact or whatever. I I don't know if it's a direct reference to the Bram Stokers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, see that—that's what I was thinking. I was like, maybe it's a reference to that, and I haven't seen that in forever. But I said it it's has more to... of a reference for me to Salem's Lot. That when uh, the kid is floating outside the his friend's window after he's become a vampire, he's like, "Mark, come out and play with me, Mark," and he's he's trying to get him to come outside. Oh. Uh, yeah, go ahead. No, no, go go ahead. My, my mine's gonna be something dumb, and I've already answered it in my own head. So. No, 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 I just thought they were they were mixing vampire movies and and putting the um, uh, just dropping a, a Salem's Lot reference randomly in the middle because I don't remember that from uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula, a scene like that. It would have been that, that's. I've never seen Salem's Lot, so that actually, so we'll get into it in a bit. So because I I had questions about that, so. Well, I was going to say, I was like, wait, how could he break in? Vampires aren't allowed just to break in. They have to be invited. I'm like, but that was his home, so does that count? Bart does live there. I, I know. I, so <laughs> I was like, but Bart lives there, so does it count if you've lived in the place? Hmm. These, these vampire questions should be better answered by an actual vampire movie as opposed to The Simpsons. Um, also, one of my favorite jokes in this entire episode, Grandpa Simpson running in. We got to kill the boy. Actually, he was a vampire. He's a vampire. He's a vampire. He's a vampire. <laughs> just, just um, knock it I out love, of the park, Grandpa Simpson moment. I love uh, Homer's line where he's like, "Oh, Lisa, Bart's a vampire. Brain beer kills brain cells. Now let's go back to that place, thingy, where our beds and TV are." Is is, is. <laughs> And the one, oh, so what I was going to say, kind of going back to like how there are little tiny, maybe not intentional, but little references to each one where Lisa's like, it's a vampire. And it's like, oh, Lisa, there's no such thing as vampires. They're, they're make believe like, like leprechauns and Eskimos and <laughs> gremlins. That was the thing because he said gremlins. I was like, ah, it's like the gremlin from the, that he was driving. So Slash was in the, on the side of the bus. So nice. Um, no, I, I, like, like I said, I, I like this one. My, my my favorite thing, like I said, line from this has to be grandpa because just it's just it's such a great grandpa delivery and everything. But and then of course they you find out that Marge is the is the head vampire and her whole like you know I have you know I do stuff outside the family or outside this house. I have a life outside this I have a life outside house. Of- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then ending with the um Charlie Brown Christmas. Charlie Brown Christmas, yeah. yeah. So like I said I I feel like that ending, it's funny and I get the references, but I almost feel like they didn't have any way to finish it. So they were like, what's the most random thing we can do? Because like, it was like, oh, Homer's the vampire, the head vampire? No, Marge is. And it was just like, it just seemed like so random. Like I was like, it just seemed like it was very, even when I watched this episode as a kid, I remember kind of going, huh? And then it's just Charlie Brown Christmas. It was just like, I felt like, they didn't have enough time to do the ending they truly wanted. And it felt just very like, I don't know. There's something about it that has never quite set right with me. 
I actually I like, like it for that. I, I, I like it for the randomness. I like that they got themselves into a corner and they're like, oh, it's just Charlie Brown our way out of this. I, I'm, At I'm, the very least, it's a Halloween episode, so I think it yeah. does work for that. It, That's it what the Halloween episodes that. are for, I feel like. Yeah. And I, and I think maybe, maybe it's because it never goes back. I, I would have liked maybe for it to have gone back to Bart in the museum just to kind of yeah. – Because at that time, all the other wraparounds back when they still did that, like it, it would always at least come back to that. And I think it just kind of ended there. So I don't know why I, there's, and it, it's not that I don't like it. It's just, there's something about it that's always kind of been like weird about it to me. It's funny. And I still laugh. It is I love weird. It probably about yeah. Christmas, but there's something just very abrupt about it. And I'm just like, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I, there's something just weird about it, which is why it's probably my least favorite segment, even though it's got hilarious jokes in it. I, I, uh, I go to the opposite end and I say, this is my favorite favorite segment because um there's a couple jokes that i just are my goat you know like dad that's his crotch like that's <laughs> that's a joke that in the entire pantheon of treehouse of horror that is one that stands out <laughs> that in burns his shadow like doing a yo-yo trick and uh just i it's it's a at a time when every i remember snl parodies of of dracula this was a really contemporary movie for the simpsons to yeah. to tackle like it was, was only a year or two after that movie came out, uh, so like this was this was a fast turnaround for them and pretty contemporary. And at a time when everybody was par- parodying this movie, I think this is one of the best Dracula parodies um, of that Coppola movie uh, that that came out. And I just I don't know I I just think the jokes are are really solid. There's this. Uh, amazing animation moment when Bart flies away out the window and uh, the family's watching him go and Maggie just very subtly waves goodbye to him. It's <laughs> it's this very like adorable little, there's just like all these weird little touches in this uh, that I think the animation is just, just stellar that the, the burn shadow uh, Smithers is Renfield. Uh, like it's, it's all so perfect. I think this is like a perfect, Treehouse of Horror segment for me. So I was thinking about this because I knew that the joke was coming up about him, you know, impaling his crotch instead of his heart. <laughs> and I was trying to remember, like, because I knew it was about to happen. I'm like, do they actually say that's his crotch or does, like, someone point out that's not his heart? And I'm like, I don't know which would have been funnier. And it's like, oh, it does actually say crotch. Yeah. So <laughs> it does just blatantly say also- it. I also have this memory. I don't know if I'm pulling this from something else or I just Mandela affected it, but I swear I had this memory of after Lisa pointing out it was his crotch, Homer giving it a couple more whacks before he goes to the heart. (laughs) But maybe I'm thinking, I'm either thinking of something else or my mind made that up, but I swear I remember him doing that and him going, her going, ah. Dad, that's his question. I'm going. Oh, I'm sorry. Then give whack, me a couple whack. more wax. Then going up remember to the- this, but I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to you for for putting the cherry on top of that joke, <laughs> Berg. I, I give you full credit, and you should have been a writer on The Simpsons. So, some somehow uh, thirty years ago, because thirty don't... years ago when you were four years old, probably <laughs> thirty years ago when I I was nine. <laughs> perfect perfect age to be a writer on The Simpsons. Um. No, I, I, I think that would have been great. Um, like I said, this is Golden Age, as, as Eric said earlier. Golden Age Simpsons. I, I love everything about it. I I think that, yes, it is packed with jokes. Not a single frame is wasted um, in these. I mean, Eric might argue that the last few frames are wasted. But I, I, I think that this was a is a solid one um, as an overall episode and everything. Definitely, I think one of the greats. Like I said the the Devil and Homer Simpson. I love the van, the vampire one. While maybe having some ending issues, I I think it was just a weird and fun way to end it for me personally. It was so, definitely like the big showpiece of the of the thing. Like I always feel like the third one is always the one that they really put like the most budget towards, and it shows. It does show. Like they went. It goes very cinematic. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, there, there's another reference i mean another thing earlier with the animation where um flanders turns into like the chernabog version of the devil 
when he's shrinking back down, you can see like a single frame of him of Ned Flanders, and then it goes that, away. That frame <laughs> was my Facebook cover photo for a while. I went really. To, I went to Frank Yak, and I found specifically that one frame, and it's just like yeah, that quick little shot of Ned's face as the clouds are going back down into hell. Yep. So I'm 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 glad someone else got that, but yeah, there, there's like I said, there, there's a, ni- a lot of nice little touches in this episode and everything. Um, I think solid jokes, the the whole the whole thing with throwing the donuts at, at the old man, it cuts to to Grandpa Simpson wandering around with donuts oh, yeah. stuck to the back of him. Like 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 I said, all solid jokes, all great cutaways, love it. Um, I was about to say, any any other thoughts while I look up what we got to look forward to next year? No, I, th- I, for me, you, you nailed it. This is a, a solid episode. It's, you know, we all know these are the golden years of the Simpsons where they were just firing on all cylinders. Ooh, oh, ooh, this. dang. Next year is going to be a good one. Good, good news, everyone. Zygnus will stay around at least one more year so we can do Trials of Horror 5. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, that one has the shinning. Ooh. So 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 the here's Johnny, um, that Phil referenced unknowingly. Time and punishment, and which is the time travel one, and nightmare cafeteria. So God, that is a. You know what's amazing? I was thinking nightmare cafeteria already happened because I was like, how did Uter? And I knew Uter appeared in this one for the first time, and I was like, how did he appear? Here in this one, he was eaten in Nightmare Cafeteria, but I'm like, oh, that's right. Cause we might have talked about it, didn't we? Hey, we're eating Uda right now. Wasn't the first year or two that we did this the just our favorite? Yeah. Uh, uh, segments yes. where we because yeah. I know we talked about the shinning before and stuff like that, but uh, yeah, before we started putting them in order, so we we may have discussed that uh, early on. Yeah, uh, us- which I love. I, I love that. Uh, n- Simpsons continuity isn't confusing you, Berg. Zang, this continuity is. <laughs> right? I have 35 seasons of The Simpsons, like, perfectly chrono- chrono- chronologically yes. ordered. And yet, <laughs> the show that I'm on, I'm like, oh, what? This podcast <laughs> just throws it way off. I'm hey, looking in 4D. For, for the record, <laughs> as the host of this show, yeah, I can probably tell you every episode or everything that happens in the first 10, 10 seasons of The Simpsons. You ask me anything about this show, I'll be like, what? Because I was no, actually, yeah. there was the other day, I was like, you know what we should really do? We should really cover the Transformers movie from 1986, forgetting that there is an entire episode devoted to it already existing in the catalog, as well as a Patreon thing with me talking about it. I yeah, complete- There's no way you have not talked about that on, on your show. I know, you and I completely <laughs> forgot about it. And I was like, I want to just do it again. So, yeah, 100%. And then the other town's like, you know what Phil Rude would love to come on for? Giant shark movies. Where, where can I find one of those? So, <laughs> But, no, I mean, I, like I said, this is, I, I like this one. I, I think next year is going to be like, I, 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 think, I think next year is a better solidly packed one, if you want my opinion. Just, just off of just vague memory of it. Oh, they're great. All three segments of those are great. So, yep. I'm excited for next year. Love this. It's great to to, to look back 30 years into the past because we, for some reason, on did not do this intentionally. It is exactly 30 years when we look back on each of these. So, uh. actually, are we recording on the day that it premi- I mean premiered? Because I think we did that one time. Oh my gosh. That would actually accident. be amazing if that was the case. I I think we did it once, or we're very close by. Uh, we're, we're like a week off. We're we're a week short. Ah, uh, dang, October twenty eighth, ninety three. Dang. Well, you know what? I will make sure that this episode comes out on October eighth. So we actually recorded it that morning. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. That's right. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's that's that's. that's, that's yeah, wait till right. this comes out later today. Yeah, yeah. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Um. So, with that being said, any other final thoughts on Triassa Horror Four? Perfect. No, I'm good. All right. So, <laughs> Phil, where can people find more from you? You can find me on my podcast, The Picture Show with Austin and Phil Rude. It's me and my son, Austin. We talk about movies. None of them involve giant sharks. And uh, <laughs> you, you can yeah. find that wherever you get podcasts. All right. Anything you're particularly watching or 
I was going to say playing, but you're not a big gamer. Anything you're watching right now? Um, uh, mostly for the show, but I'm just like knee deep in in scary movies for October because tis the season. Oh, uh, you know what the scariest ones are? The ones that are based on book series that, for some reason, still exist. A giant uh, <laughs> Eric, <laughs> what are you watching? Or I was about to say watching or reading because of book thing. <laughs> watching um, or playing? I there am. we go. I have been playing Super Mario Brothers Wonder, which I... is fantastic. So much fun. Um, and then I am currently the, the the big new show I'm watching right now is uh, Gen Gen V, mm. uh, the spinoff of the boys. And I can't remember if we recorded since I since it's since it premiered, but it it continues to be very very good. Um, if you are a fan of the boys, uh, I highly recommend it. Awesome. Um, with that being said, we are weeks away from the premiere of Invincible season two, so I am. Yes, we mm, are really excited about that. So that's just a side reference for that. But also, um, we'll be back next time with another nerd. Oh wait, where can people find more from you, Phil Rude? More? Wait, we just did this. Oh, I did. Oh yeah, I did give you yeah. opportunity. My bad. Uh... Right? Or am I confused? It's yeah, early. No, yeah, yeah. You good? You did it. You did. Yeah. It. <laughs> anyway, we'll be really back funny next if week. I just with launched a... into it again. <laughs> you know what? Me, me editing, I probably be like, "Did you already say that?" And I'll just leave it in. All right, join us next week. Somehow you caught it out and you put it in a third time. (laughs) I'll I'll put it after the end music, too. Anyways, we'll be back next week with another nerd episode. Bye. Bye. show.